Catch us on the web at english.rti.org.tw. Thank you so much for joining us here on Radio Taiwan International. Up next, I have for you Hashtag Taiwan, a show where I go over with you the trending topic online in Taiwan. And we also have Status Update, where Tomash and Shirley uh, respond to your letters that you send to us at RTI. But we're going to start off, like we always do, with a little bit of Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan, where we talk to you about some of the other news stories that are trending. We come to you in two formats. One is our Facebook live stream. The other is shortwave. And if you're watching live right now on Facebook, today is Monday, January 24th. If you're listening on shortwave, well, then it's one day later, Tuesday, January 25th. I'm going to be hosting this next half hour. And joining me is Tomasz Koper. Hello, everyone. Our very own Tomasz Koper, the multi-talented, uh, <laughs> multilingual Tomasz. Also Tomasz, handsome. Let's also just throw in handsome. that. Why not? <laughs> Why I can not? throw everything in there. <laughs> um, today's stories, we're going to be talking about a new study that says there is a shrinking gap in the habits between male and females. Is this... In Taiwan, Tomas? Yes, this is in Taiwan. In Taiwan. What habit are we talking about? Uh, well, we're, we're, calling, we're talking about uh, alcohol consumption. Oh, well, I did not expect that to happen. Well, we'll dive into a little more. Tomas is going to have more on that for you. And then um, next we're going to be talking about, well, I guess it's good that we have cloudy weather in Taiwan right now. Because inspection, sorry, inspections show... 17 out of 20 sunglasses fail standards. Now that's an 85% fail rate. And um, sunglasses are something you need in Taiwan, mm -hmm. particularly during the summer months, because the sun can get very, 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 very abrasive. Irritating, say, yeah. yeah. Irritating. But it doesn't bode well that 85% of sunglasses are not making the cut. And uh, the third is an NFT project that features Southern Taiwan veteran engineer. Well, what's an NFT? We'll get into that because Tomas and I have some things to say about None NFTs. of them positive. None of them positive. <laughs> anyway, all that and more coming up next on Here in Taiwan. Don't go away because we're going to be talking to you for the next 20 minutes. And uh, we are fun converse conversationalists, I believe. <laughs> and also handsome. And also handsome. Perfect. There you go. <laughs> I was kind. Of, I was uh, thinking that you were trying to like extend the intro just so we hit that perfect ending. You know again. me. You know me too well. I saw <laughs> that. I saw that clock coming down. I was like, ah, I got to do it. All right, Tomash. Let's take a look at this first story that says uh, alcohol consumption. The disparity in alcohol consumption in Taiwan between the genders is shrinking. What's going on here? Uh, that's right. Well, it turns out that uh, w uh, women drink uh, more alcohol in Taiwan in riskier ways than uh, before. Although okay. this is data uh, that's been... Um, collected between 2014 and 2018 so it is slightly out of date by now it's a four-year study though but it, it oh. yeah it can show a trend a traje trajectory um, 
along which uh, consumption of alcohol is moving in Taiwan. So there is a, a, a big national um, health research center, which is called the National Health Research Institute. Yeah. Um, and they uh, released a report recently <clears throat> that said uh, the gap between men and women who drink alcohol is shrinking, which is which they tied to societal changes. Okay. Uh, it is more acceptable for women to drink in Taiwan. Uh-huh. These days, uh, the traditional sort of um, gender roles are, are um, no longer that uh, strictly enforced in society, I mm-hmm. would say. Uh, so it is more acceptable to for women to go out, have a drink with friends. Um, they also uh, work professionally more often than uh, before. Um, which also involves alcohol consumption, <laughs> as it turns out. Okay, so um, now, mm-hmm. so tell me, you said that um, it's almost riskier, and um, I right. I because, feel mm-hmm. like we should we always got to say this because we have a responsibility to our yes. listeners to remind them of good habits, guys. If you do choose to drink, do so responsibly. Do not drink and drive. Do not drive and drink. Um, that is a slogan that Taiwan likes to say. It is uh, "hojo bukaizo kaizo buhojo," which basically, which literally means "don't drink and drive." Don't, don't drink, drive and drive. drink. Um, yeah, go for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the the team was actually using uh, the the alcohol use disorders identification test, which was developed by the WHO, uh-huh. uh, which uh, involves ten questions that are uh, scored from uh, one to four points each. And if you score more than eight, uh, it might indicate or it does indicate that your uh, alcohol consumption habits are um, uh, unhealthy. Do we know what kind of questions that they ask? Um, So off the top of my head, because I I did look at that uh, some time ago, uh, it's questions like, uh, well, how many nights per uh, week do you drink? Mm Um, when you do drink, how much, how many units of alcohol uh, do you consume? Yeah. And a unit of alcohol is uh, a scientific measure uh, to determine like the, the sort of everyday consumption yeah. of alcohol or real life consumption, yeah. um, which uh, is equivalent to a 350 milliliter can of beer. So a small can of beer mm-hmm. would be one unit. So drinking more than five units um, in a single session, so in a single outing when you're going out with friends, more than five small cans of beer means that you are consuming too much. This is considered uh, excessive or unhealthy at least. Um, So if you score score eight or higher on the test, uh, you are engaging in harmful uh, habits, uh, which may affect personal relationships, work, and other factors in life, uh, according to um, a person uh, from uh, the uh, NHRI Center for Neuropsychiatric, Neuro- Neuropsychiatric Research, um, uh, the director of that center. Mm, so uh, the let's get to the actual study. Yeah. In, in 2014, Uh, 37.99%, 38% of men who were surveyed reported drinking harmful levels of alcohol uh, and only 5.3% reported doing so in 2018. So there has been a huge drop in the number or the percentage of men who who drink too much, Mm. basically. At the that's same a, time, that's a massive. That's a thirty-three percent drop. Mm-hmm. Wow. Thirty-three percentage point drop. That's yeah. considerable. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, thirty-three percent 
percentage point drop. That's yeah. humongous. That is that is a massive drop. Right. And so this has been uh, linked to stricter rules on drunk driving, for example. Right. Uh, there it is now. Any really any amount of alcohol uh, on your breath is uh, dangerous or, or not allowed in Taiwan. Yeah. Uh, any any tick in the breathalyzer mm -hmm. is I think is reason enough for the police to just take you down yeah invite you for a blood test invite you for a blood test uh, but uh, alcohol limits uh, blood alcohol limits for drivers are very strict in Taiwan yeah yeah and and that this comes off of a unfortunately uh, be, even though they're strict like you said there are societal factors that um, drunk driving is actually quite the prominent issue in Taiwanese news uh, just a few weeks ago there were instances of you know celebrities get getting caught drunk driving and um severe accidents and uh that's why i, I that's i believe that's why taiwan has to take such a heavy hand with it just because they have to make sure there, that there's no tolerance unfortunately mm -hmm. um it still does happen and far too frequent for what i would consider safety well uh, the standards have been made stricter uh during my time in taiwan mm. so this happened in the last 10 years okay i remember when i first got here the blood alcohol levels were sort of more on par with what you expect in like a european country yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and europe it, it varies from country to country in poland they're stricter than for example in france but that's also based on drinking culture and in kind of in france people have a you know a glass of wine and, and drive home whereas in poland People have like a bottle and then try to drive. So, what do they so, say about the female? Uh, so, yeah, just getting back here. Habits? Mm -hmm. So, female drinking habits grew from 1.32% to 1.72%. So, this isn't a huge increase, but observing the fall in or, or observing any kind of increase in female consumption of alcohol is sort of uh, unusual for Asia because for the same period, uh, the gap has also been shrinking in countries like Korea or Japan, but uh, what that meant was the percentage of uh, female uh, females drinking uh, alcohol at dangerous levels has remained the same, while the percentage of men has dropped. In Taiwan, uh, the percentage of men doing that has dropped, but also dramatically. dramatically. Yeah. But also, there ha there was a small increase in in the percentage of women who do that. Okay. Um, so this is kind of unusual compared to our regional neighbors. Are authorities saying anything in relation to that? They're just like. Uh, no, not no. The authorities haven't chimed in. I mean, unless we consider the National uh, Health Research Institute to be uh, an authority. It does say national. It does right? say national. So it could be. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's see so, what we have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, well, we we just have uh, well, one last comment from uh, Mr. Chen, who who uh, is the director of the neuropsychiatric yeah. uh, research division, um, who says that international companies selling alcoholic beverages have seen the potential in Asia uh, market uh, and Taiwan. Uh, does not have laws against advertising alcohol as it does for tobacco products. You can advertise alcohol. Uh, the only thing you have to do is put uh, drink, a say, notice drive, say, uh, at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, don't drink and drive, drink responsibly. I mean, that's what, that's what we do here, right? Mm -hmm. um, let's see. We have uh, Nazir C says, uh, since the last five months, I am jobless. I'm so sorry to hear that, Nazir. Oh. Uh, hope you can get back on your feet real soon, man. I think this is a hard time for everybody. 
Um, he says, also says, need counseling in alcohol consumption matter. This would certainly affect children's education and others' matters in the home. I don't know about you, but mm-hmm. um, going up to the United States, there were there was a very strong emphasis on like against drinking, mm-hmm. and they said if there you were to drink, make sure to do it responsibly as well. The problem I have with all programs like that, sort of like scaring kids uh, uh, into not drinking, yeah. not doing drugs, is that kids are smarter than that. Um, if you if you go into a school and tell kids like don't drink because drinking's bad, they 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 then watch a TV show or just go to a restaurant and they see people drinking, so they know hey if 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 it's so dangerous, why so, are so many people doing engaging it? Engaging in they it, know yeah. it's it's not like black and white. It's like oh you take one drink and yeah. you're becoming an alcoholic. So we we need a more um, well, not a softer approach, but a more realistic approach. Uh, tell kids like, look, okay, you're going to encounter alcohol in your life. It's just unavoidable in a, in, in m- many Western societies. Here's how you enjoy that responsibly. Mm. It's not like, don't do it ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's how to do it without developing problems. Jen Delari says, given that drinking had gone way up during the pandemic... I wonder if that's affected Taiwan at all. Although y'all wrote of the pandemic better than we did. Yeah. I don't, I can't say that it did. Um, there's, there has been no work or conclusive work on drinking <laughs> habits in Taiwan throughout the pandemic. I have, a, I have data on a representative sample of two people, and which is me and my wife. Okay, <laughs> there you go. Our our alcohol collection has grown over the pandemic. In fact, yeah. like we have more more nice bottles of whiskey at home because we do we co- kind of collect whiskey. We dabble. Like, we, we dabble. We 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 like having a well stocked bar. The thing is, we actually drink less uh, because of the pandemic. Like yeah. that's why the the collection has grown because yeah, yeah, we're yeah. buying more than we're consuming. Because we don't drink home alone that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We usually have people over, you know, crack open a bottle, you know, yeah. share some with friends. And we've not been having people over at all. For me, I can say that uh, when I drink, it's mostly a social activity. And during the pandemic, I was not seeing anybody. Yeah. So I just, I did not do it. I mean, I would have cracked open, I, I, I crack open a soda in lieu of. Mm-hmm. Of of alcohol because I just I love I, it's my guilty pleasure man loving soda and that so, seems like a cr- yeah. that almost seems criminal these days people admitting that they like sugary drinks but <laughs> yeah it's it's almost like admitting that you drink alcohol home alone yeah, 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 you know yeah. just like getting drunk at home it's like you drink soda yeah, at home like, how dare oh, shame how could you but wow you have problems man I do I do love it. <laughs> Tomas, let's talk about this next story, which I am kind of curious about. Sunglasses. 85% of sunglasses do not make the cut. Mm-hmm. Tell me what kind of sunglasses, because I have at least three pairs at home. So we're talking about, well, I'm not going to tell you exactly what brands they are, but okay. you might want to go home and check the fine print if you still have the oh, instruction no. manual. Is it, is it one of those things where they technically said it? Yeah. No. It's one of those. Or unless you're, so sunglasses are classified into five categories uh, based on how strong the filters and the lenses are. Okay. Against sunlight, so it, uh, the classes are zero to four, and with zero being uh, the weakest filter that let uh, lets in the the most uh, amount of light. Yeah, uh, a zero should uh, let in eighty percent or more of sunlight uh, through the glasses, and those are safe to drive with. 
the issue is kind of with with driving mainly uh -huh. uh, because a lot of drivers here or not just here in Taiwan but in general use sunglasses even at night like the weaker kind like, you know the less tinted really? the less tinted one to reduce the glare that uh, or the 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 being dazzled by I headlights yes so like, like oncoming high traffic. beams yeah uh, Using high beams at night is kind of an issue here in Taiwan. Yeah, like a, a lot issue. of people do that, and even though they shouldn't, uh, and and some drive with sunglasses even at night because of that, because they don't want to be dazzled by oncoming traffic. Okay. So it <clears throat> for that to be safe, the glasses should have zero lenses, as in uh, zero so, level lenses. So this is uh, this is level. So every sunglass is rated uh, from between one yes. through four. Right? Uh, zero, zero to four. Zero four. To four. Yeah. And then everyone is a, uh, every subsequent level is a higher level of light yes. that comes so through. Less, okay. less light comes through. Less light comes through. Yeah. Right. So level four, for example, only allows less than 10% of the light to pass. That's and sensory those, deprivation at that point. Almost. And those are, well, on a bright sunny day, you still kind of see enough to not trip when you're walking down I the street. I guess so, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they might be protecting your eyes uh, when you're at a beach or something. But uh, do not drive uh, in those sunglasses because they're unsuitable, because they do not allow Especially enough light night, to go dude. through. Especially at night, yeah. Okay, so what was But this, even during the day. What was this study? Um, what was the focus of this study? Where did they go? Um, so this study was done by the um, uh, Consumer Protection Committee. Uh-huh. And it was just a, an, a, a random inspection um, where they found that yeah, 17 out of 20 pairs of sunglasses um, or, or types of sunglasses, I should say, uh, did not meet standards. And this is not even sort of uh, like standards? just them saying that it might not be. They, um, Does it not even register on the scale on the, the zero through four scale? So, uh, no, no, they do. But... Um, Mm, the there are sort of the na national standards here that um, stipulate how uh, what kind of glasses are suitable for driving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And oh, and, okay, for for driving. Uh, I yes, I yes. <laughs> yeah, because uh, you know what, I I can speak to that. There's mm -hmm. there's a lot of intricacies that go into driving while while in Taiwan with sunglasses, because sometimes if you're driving right into the sun. Mm -hmm. That's real. It's really hard, especially it, on the highway. Is, yes. But then, if you're driving at dusk and the sun goes down very quickly, that's another problem because you're wearing sunglasses, mm -hmm. and the next thing you know, the sun goes down, and then you're just like, "Oh man, I can't see." Yeah. And it takes you a little while to learn that because the sun in Taiwan goes down very quickly. Yes. Because I think we're on the uh, we're, we're close to the equator, mm -hmm. and it's just the dramatic drop in the angle of the sun, actually makes it makes for a very stark well, discrepancy taiwan is also very mountainous yes so, uh, yeah. that that also makes that it too. Uh, makes a difference well i guess um so yeah um we, we are talking mainly about driving at night so yeah. if you are driving at night make sure that you're wearing glasses that actually are suitable for that which would be level zero in taiwan you know you find out how that looks uh yeah. wherever you are um, but uh, it should be 80% or more of sunlight uh, being allowed to pass or yeah. just light being allowed to and pass. And for crying out lights. loud, you guys, if you're driving on Taiwan, please don't drive with the high beams on. No, please. And if you if you must, in order to see the road, make sure to turn them, on, turn them off when you see oncoming traffic mm -hmm. because yeah. that is very, very dangerous. It is also illegal in Taiwan. Please don't do that. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> Let's move on to the 
this final story featuring NFTs. Now, for those of you who don't know what NFTs are, I'm going to give you a very layman's explanation. And they I'll use, correct it. Yeah, it uses the same technology as uh, like cryptocurrencies, like yeah, Bitcoin, blockchain. Ethereum, bit, uh, the blockchain. And what it is, is it's a unique digital token mm-hmm. that says this, is, this thing is yours, mm-hmm. you have it. And it is it identifies a certain thing to be unique mm-hmm. with that whatever the token identifies you to have. Mm-hmm. So theoretically, you could have a JPEG or or, or or a digital picture of the Mona Lisa with an NFT, mm-hmm. and that is supposed to give you value. Imagine NFTs like a receipt that you get for something that you've purchased. Uh, just like you go to a regular store, you buy something, you get a receipt, and that's your proof of purchase. Yeah. So NFTs are kind of like that, except they have no legal standing. As in, you have a proof of purchase that does not prove that you've purchased anything, does not entitle you f- to to claim ownership uh, of that thing. Right. Um, now, let's take... Okay, so that said... NFT is supposed to be a platform for people to trade digital art with. And mm-hmm. a Southern Taiwan engineer is, is getting nft So, uh, do you know Tentaio? No, um, I don't. Like you, I've, I've, you've I'm, seen I'm sure, the Yeah, I'm, I'm, the sure, I'm sure I've picture. heard of him. Um, so, he has a very famous face because uh, he is uh, featured on uh, billboards, sometimes, you know, promotional materials yeah, yeah. for a company in Southern Taiwan, but I have seen it in Taipei as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's on billboards, it's on their trucks. Um, it's a, a photo of an engineer uh, who founded a company that produces uh, water leak uh, inspection apparatus. That's or, so specific. Yeah, it's it's uh, a water leak detection water leak detection system. Hang basically. tight, Tomas. Mm-hmm. The stream we got to change the banner. Oh right, yes. yes. Uh, so thank you. All good. Tell me, tell me more. Uh, and so now he is retired. He's 60 now, and his children have taken over the family business. Yeah. So they plan to uh, reinvigorate, revitalize the family business uh, by uh, issuing NFTs uh, that are uh, partial sort of fragments of the original photo. Of the photo that kind of like everyone down south in, in Kaohsiung knows and even yeah, yeah, yeah. people in Taipei have seen it. Uh, so that photo is going to be cut up into small chunks and then sold uh, as NFTs. Yes. That seems... Which is a, it's a regular practice for NFTs. Okay, right? just uh, checking. Yeah, 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 no, no, it's, it's, this is fine. This is in line with what's happening That seems a little disrespectful, elsewhere. like no? just chopping up, <laughs> chopping up your grandpa's picture and then just selling it off like piece by piece? Um, well, and they also are selling those for, well, the, the, the bidding, they'll be, they will be offered by, uh, uh, at around 1,000 uh, Taiwan dollars. They're going to, that's going to Which grow. is uh, 30, about 26. Seven U.S. dollars at this point. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm not familiar with the newest exchange rates, um, but uh, so they will be uh, on offer uh, starting January 27th, if mm. I remember correctly. Yes. So uh, this the is first a 50. Um, this is a picture of a Southern Taiwanese engineer that rose to prominence mm-hmm. because he was just featured on all the marketing for his company, mm-hmm. and then people were just like, "Who is this guy? Like, why is his face plastered all over?" trucks which and billboards it was my question because i i've seen you know it, you don't see that face a lot here in taipei i guess it's more prominent in kaohsiung yeah uh, in the south but i have seen uh the, b- him on billboards a few times over the years and i always wondered like well who who is that person and wh- what is the business i genuinely thought it was uh real estate at first because it's 
always on the side of the road or something as I'm driving, so I never had the time to actually stop and like read the billboard. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so uh, this is a, a prominent engineer. This and is now a localized piece his, of art at his this His face will be turned. Yeah, it is kind of like a piece of culture. It's a local. And it's going to be turned into NFTs, um, which I guess is a... It's a nice marketing strategy, you know, a, a way to bring media attention to the business. And they're also going to have other promotional stuff. NFTs as a whole, though, I really hope that doesn't it's become NFTs, a thing. NFTs are, are the thing right now. They are the, like, you can't, like, Tom Watch and I are just two guys talking in a radio studio. Yeah. But people do like their NFTs. I mean, right don't now. listen to us for business advice for sure. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, I mean, we're, Tomash, we're, we're talking, we're, we're radio guys. Yes. Like, that needs, that all, <laughs> Everything you know about our ability to make money is right there. Yes, exactly. Anyway, uh, that's all the time we have for this edition of Here in Taiwan. Guys, don't forget to stick around if you're on the Facebook stream because mm -hmm. we're going to uh, talk to you for a little bit afterwards. But that's about all the time we have for the shortwave edition of Here in Taiwan. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to us talk about, you know, NFTs and sunglasses. Yeah, it was... It was... Habits. Uh, Drinking uh, beach equipment and NFTs today. Yeah. So I guess very successful show. We'll talk to you guys soon. <laughs>
There's also the words Taiwan number one printed across the webpage in large font. That phrase comes from a meme popularized by video game streamer Angry Pug when he trolled Chinese players back in 2015. There's also a YouTube link to a song called Fragile. Now, we haven't talked about Fragile on hashtag Taiwan yet, so no time like the present. The song is by Malaysian singer Nam Wee and Taiwanese singer Kimberly Chen. In Chinese, it's called Bo Li Xing, which literally means glass heart. Glass heart is a term referring to anybody who shows extreme sensitivity to a certain subject. Specifically, the song points out how internet users, specifically internet users who support China, get whipped up into a frenzy anytime something happens that isn't in line with China's views. For example, the people who got upset when Taiwanese celebrities called Taiwan's Olympians national athletes because that implied Taiwan is a separate country from China would have been said to have glass hearts. Fragile has become something of an anthem to poke fun at those who choose to overreact on China's behalf. Now, back to the webpage. Following Namwi's song is another YouTube link to the anti-communist and anti-Russian aggression song which I don't think needs a lot of explanation. Chiang Kai-shek wrote that song. Now he's the dude who fought Mao Zedong during the Chinese Civil War, lost, and then retreated to Taiwan. The remainder of the webpage shifted focus to de-escalating tensions between Russia and Ukraine. Now to no one's surprise, the webpage has since been taken down, but there is an archived version, the link to which I will leave in the video description below. And I highly recommend that you check it out because any website that advocates Taiwan number one automatically gets the Leslie Liao seal of approval. And that was this week's hashtag Taiwan. What do you think? Do you think Anonymous went too far with their hacking shenanigans or was this all just harmless fun? Let me know, uh, get in contact with us at our Facebook page at Taiwan Insider or Radio Taiwan International. And as always, I'm always looking for fan submissions to cover on hashtag Taiwan. Anyway, I'll be back with a new episode next week, guys. Until then, stay safe, stay happy, stay healthy, and I'll talk to you again very soon. Have a question or comment about one of our programs at RTI? Send us a letter at PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. Or email us at english at rti.org.tw. This is Status Update. Well, hello there. You're listening to Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm Tomasz Koper. I'm sorry. <laughs> you forget to introduce yourself. <laughs> because it's different for here in Taiwan. You do the intro and here we both do the intro. <laughs> anyway, well, this is a show that we read your letters to us. Letters that you write us and let us know how the listening condition was in the past week and what programs you listened to. It's always good to hear from you and let us know what, uh, how we're doing with our programs. But before that, we're going to update our personal status here uh, before we get to the letters. Well, um, for this past week, I think um, it's been, well, it's been kind of mellow. But the thing is that, you know, in preparation for the Chinese New Year's and my husband was given a job of like, you know, ordering Chinese New Year's Eve dinner. Oh, 
Yeah, because、um, I mean, you trust you know, your husband with that important duty. Well, he's better off reading Chinese than I am.、Oh, you know,、okay. especially with all these Chinese dishes, and you know, he's more picky about food.、Uh, and and if he makes sense.、Uh, the thing is that okay, if he has a choice between Western and Chinese, he would definitely go for Chinese.、Mm-hmm. As for me, I'm better off cooking Western、uh-huh. dishes actually. And so anyway.、Um, I mean, normally on Chinese New Year's Eve, you know, the the families, all the families go back to the in-laws,、mm-hmm. okay, and so、mm-hmm. I or, or、uh, sons go to visit sons, their parents and take、right. their families along. Right, right, yeah, right. yeah,、mm-hmm. yeah,、um, right, exactly. Because yeah, for your husband, he won't be visiting his in-laws; he will be visiting his parents.、Oh, right. Oh yeah. You know, when I think about in-laws, I can only think my husband's side is、mm-hmm. called in-laws. But of course, <laughs> to him, my parents are his in-laws. Yeah.、Oh, all right. But、um, anyway, so、um, it's always going back to the husband's family side,、uh, parents, and、um, my mother-in-law is a great cook. But she's like eighty some years old, and you know I think lately for the last couple of years,、um, when we say that, you know my 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 husband says, "Oh, mom, you know just don't cook, let's eat out." Or, and we've done that a couple of times, but then she's always regretted it because to her she thinks that the only thing that she can show off about herself is her cooking. It's like you know when you have, she has guests over, she definitely wants to be able to you know be hospitable and serve something, even if it's you know just anything you know like if you if you kind of visit it unannounced you know she wants to come up with something and and especially if I'm saying that my parents are going there, oh man, she would just like pry through her freezer and look for something else to you know lay on the table and everything. It's just a very Taiwanese, a very Chinese kind of thing, you know to. Um, it's is to be able to sit around and have a good meal. You know, it's calling.、Uh, it, it's just this roundness.、Uh, I mean, the, the table is round,、mm-hmm. and so it's like this completion. You know, this um, um,、uh, wellness. You know, this uh, um, harm, harmony.、Mm-hmm. Okay, over eating. It's like a, eating is a big thing, and so.、Um, Yeah, like I was saying, you know, when we've eaten out, she always regretted it. She said the next year she's gonna cook, and she she has to make a whole table full of food, and、um, and that would mean even number of of dishes, you know, like eight or ten or twelve. I mean, eighty some year old woman cooking twelve dishes. You know、That's、what I mean? A lot of work. Yeah. So um, so this year we originally said that we're gonna order everything um like. Um, you know, you could order a whole、mm-hmm. a Chinese、set. New Year set,、mm-hmm. okay?、Um, and it's become very convenient. You can pick up from Seven Elevens. You can pick up from in, any convenience stores.、Um, so my husband was given this job, but he he well, my mother-in-law told him like back in December that you know you, you got to go on you know online and order. You know there are these choices, but he never he just didn't get around it because he was busy with something else,、mm-hmm. okay? So finally, I was. I kept saying, like, "Honey, you gotta order because otherwise we're gonna run out." I mean, you know, we won't be able to you know,、mm-hmm. make any orders.、Um, fortunately, even though he's so late,、um, there's this very popular、uh, traditional wet market in Taipei City called Nanmen Shichang,、mm-hmm. the Nanmen、um, wet market, market, the traditional market. It's very, very popular.、Um, a lot of the older generations they love. Uh, shopping there, they definitely would order Chinese New Year's, you know, set meals from there. Not anywhere else, you know, because it's just a very, it's got quite a history,、mm-hmm. you know, this uh, this um, um, traditional market. Fortunately, my husband 
made it just before midnight. She he went online at eleven <laughs> thirty p.m. one day this past week, and he actually ordered some dishes, not a whole set, but some dishes. So I say lucky for him because I mean <laughs> normally by this time. You know, you can't get food anywhere. You can't even make reservations at any restaurants, probably even. Well, especially you know? now, I imagine with yeah. the COVID virus. Oh, with COVID too, and you know, and、uh, with Chinese New Year, it's the biggest you know holiday that is observed by Taiwanese or Chinese-speaking communities. And so, anyway, I think he's got a couple of dishes that are very popular. One is, oh, you know what? I forgot. Maybe one is the Buddha jumps over the wall. I do know that one. Right.、Yeah. So this is part of the difficulty in ordering New Year dishes in、mm. Taiwan because they all have fancy names that don't really reflect what's in them. So <laughs>、right. If you were, in case you were wondering, Buddha jumps over the wall does not include actual chunks of Buddha. <laughs> Ooh, it's, I wouldn't. It's, that、um, sounds terrible. A meatball,、uh, right? Like a big, well, big meat meatball. If I'm, oh no,、uh, no, that's sizzle toe.、Uh, no, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's sizzle toe. That's lion's head. Lion's head. And yes, you don't、right. eat parts of a lion. No, no, no. no. <laughs>、okay. But、um, yeah, but Buddha jumps over the wall.、Uh, is it's an assortment really, of different things. Yes, exactly. It's、really、very rich. rich. In, in、uh, soup in there, stock in there, but it's got like cubes of taro root.、Mm -hmm. It's got mushrooms. It's got chestnuts.、Mm. It's got scallops. Um, um, uh, it, there are chunks of pork, you know, cutlets in there, um, and uh, uh, pork spirits rather.、Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, oh, pigeons' eggs. Okay, these tiny birds, bird eggs.、Mm. Yeah. And、um, gosh, a whole assortment. It's very rich. And yes, you would serve this dish、uh, on auspicious Chinese New Year because it's just a rich dish.、Mm -hmm. And back in the old days, you want to serve really rich, you know, lots of dishes to imply that you're, you know, you're well, well off family. And that you want to wish for prosperity in the new year, kind of thing. There's just so many meanings to everything. So,、um, and then my mother-in-law insisted on making her own、um, soup. Probably,、mm -hmm. is she making chicken soup? No, actually, she's not. But、um, anyway, there are, are you certain. You would, you would, you know, if you were to or,、uh, have chicken soup, you want to make sure the chicken is whole chicken. It's not chopped up. It's not half a chicken. It's a whole chicken. So everything whole means roundness, you know, completeness, wellness.、Mm. Round, yeah. So the, there's a lot of hidden meaning in dishes、yeah. uh, over the Chinese New Year. Right.、Um, do you have、uh, fish this year? Are you going to have fish? You know, I don't know. Because、uh, that would be my mother. Oh, oh I think she is. Tangyu. <laughs> I don't know what、okay. that fish is in Chinese, but、uh, it's a delicious flat kind of fish,、mm -hmm. but it's expensive. Flounder? But, uh, uh, is it flounder? Well, no, I don't think so. Well, maybe it is, tangyu, and、um, but it's it's yummy if it's like、um, like、uh, pan fried. Okay. You know, and and、um, yeah, and then、um, you were talking about meatballs.、Mm -hmm. These,、uh, you know, like a lion's head. Yes, again, round. Anything that's round.、Um, so the meatballs are round. So that's always good. Is is this the、you、fish you're、right. talking about? Yeah. So it so is it flounder. Is,、uh, it is no, no, well, oh, it's not. No, no, it's butterfish. Oh, okay.、Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. I never knew the English name for that, but anyway, it's a yummy fish. So、um, all these dishes. So I'm glad my husband got that out of the way. I mean, otherwise, my mother-in-law would have been on his case about it. Flounder <laughs>、so. is uh, 比目鱼 
by the way. Oh, beam, oh, is, I like also, that yeah, fish yeah, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice flaky kind of meat. <clears throat> yeah, fish meat. So anyway, um, that was that was like a big deal <laughs> this past because I was like so nervous. I mean, I kept my, I was on my case, you know, on my husband like every day for a couple of days. I was like, honey, you've got to go online and order. Honey, have you ordered? <laughs> honey? <laughs> and so, but um, I'm glad that he finally did. Anything interesting happened to you this past week? Um, I've been very busy this week. Um, oh. uh, just with work, kind of trying, getting everything ready for right, you're starting my, a new, my new show. show. Yeah. What is it called? Uh, it is called Digitaiwan. Yeah, And it's going I saw to be that. about uh, the digital art and entertainment in Taiwan. All okay. things digital. Great. Uh, you're going to be covering about the Taipei Game Show? Yes, I am also going to the Taipei Game Show uh, this Saturday. So oh. I'm going to have to do a little extra work on the weekend. But, um, it, you know, working here doesn't feel like work <laughs> uh, oftentimes mm. because it is doing creative stuff, which I love doing anyway. Right. It's doing fun stuff, so you know, for I am, broadcasting. Yeah. I will be visiting the game show um, that is happening uh, from Saturday to Tuesday. Four days? Yes. Uh, I, I won't be going on all four days. Oh, I, okay. I do want to go on day one and uh, see what the show is about. Uh, well, I have been to that show once in the past, um, mm-hmm. just as a visitor. So this time I'm going in a, in a different capacity. Okay. And I'm kind of excited to see mm, what I can find for our listeners. Uh, what interesting topics, what interesting... Uh, undertakings I can uh, bring to you all. You were saying that you can pretty much cover more than one episode of your show about that. So I think I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I think I might get um, interesting interviews or leads on interesting oh, okay. interviews. And so I, I hope that this show will result in more than one episode of the show. Oh, good. Um, but of my show, I mean. Yeah. But I don't think uh, I'm going to be covering the Taipei Game Show specifically for more than one episode. Uh huh. Okay. Now, I'm just curious. I've never been to you know the Tommy Game Show. Mm-hmm. What exactly happens there? So, uh, video game publishers, video game developers, uh, and also oh. this year we're going going to see uh, board games, other kinds of games uh, oh. that are going to be showcased to other entrepreneurs for the first two days. The first two days are B two B, and then for the latter two days, um, also to consumers. Uh, we're going to have a B two C. So um, are you talking or, about board games that we played online or real oh, board games? Real board games. Oh, yeah. oh, oh. oh okay. They are expanding the definition of game. I yeah. mean, board games are games as well, yes. um, but they're not limited this year. The show is not limited to um, only video games. I see. And so there would be like competitions going on at the show itself. Uh, there Apparently there is going to be an esports competition. Uh-huh. Uh, where uh, e-athletes um, or <laughs> video game players. See, yeah. I don't want to just say like, you know, video gamers right. because that's um, kind of a negative term these days um, yeah. still, yeah, uh-huh. with video games being considered a waste of time. And, uh, but well, mm. it is becoming a serious field of competition and we apparently will see some games um, that will be uh, held during the Taipei Game Show. Oh, uh, Okay. 
Well, I do have one good thing to say about, you know, um, e-games or whatever, is that years ago, when my son was really into, you know, these online games, and I was getting a little upset, and and he actually found an article that says that playing online games or any kind of video games, whatever, actually makes you smarter. It does. You know? And there I was is. like, so I <clears throat> zipped up my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> there is there's actual research that... Um, proves video game uh video gamers are better at decision making mm, really yeah i okay. was just having that conversation last night with my wife when oh. i was playing a puzzle game <laughs> <laughs> why is she against uh, she's you? not she's not oh, oh no, no, no 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 she's not okay. against me playing okay. video games she was just curious and yeah. um, she's kind of softly roasting me uh, <laughs> when i play games like that because i tend to play really complex games with a oh. lot of moving parts a lot of elements that kind of have to work together. Um, I, I do like managing systems, complex systems in video games. Oh, that's... Um, and, and she makes fun of me saying that I, when I play video games, it feels like I'm doing work <laughs> <laughs> because it almost feels like a spreadsheet simulator, oh. you know, with all the different, you know, yeah. either it's if it's a strategy game of all the different cities and empires that oh, you control right. and uh, different metrics that you have to keep track of. Um, so whereas many other people just, play games where you shoot others or something right i want to um, play to which, relax so uh, you know that i play the kind of games that is like no pressure oh uh, i i <laughs> play games to tickle that itch uh <laughs> in my brain that that one makes me want to control things and be in charge of uh big oh, wow. complex systems okay all right well, all right. Well, let's get to the letters. Let's and get to um, them. yes, it's always good to hear from you guys when you write us and let us know, you know, just uh, what you think about our shows. So um, if you are handy now with uh, paper and pen, you can write us at PO Box 123 199 Taipei, Taiwan. Or if you are uh, someone who likes to write emails, then it's uh, rti at rti.org.tw. But of course, you can always leave us comments on YouTube, on Facebook, YouTube? and Twitter. And Twitter. All right. My first letter here is from Brian Newell of Logansport, Indiana, USA. Uh, we actually got a couple of letters from him. The first one is nice and short. It says, Dear RTI, I hope all is well with you. I hate COVID. <laughs> Stay safe. We are with yes, you on that. Yes, we are totally with you on that. And in fact, along with this letter, uh, he listed a lot of programs that he's heard. So thank you so much for that. And um, and then in the other letter, it was to Natalie. It says, Dear Natalie, I received the most wonderful, sturdy rollerball pen the other day and also a fine calendar for 2022. Thank you to you all at RTI. May you continue to have open working relations in your English department and across the whole station. And may those good vibrations radiate out to make a positive difference in the world. See how town has made a difference in their handling of COVID. It has surely been an example and inspiration to others around the world. And town has been open to share their experience and resources with others. May we all use better cooperation and wisdom to overcome the challenges of these days. Sincerely, Brian Newell, Logansport, Indiana, in the USA. Thank you very much for Thank your letter. Thank you, yes. I have one from Peter uh, uh, Ng uh, from Malaysia uh, who writes, uh, this is a reception report for Radio Taiwan International broadcast in English, um, which I logged uh, uh, on to December 13th, 2021 um, at uh, 300 hours UTC using um, 1520 uh, kilohertz. And the details of this transmission are as follows. Uh, the mm, uh, 
here in Taiwan, simple rating was uh, four five four, and Jukebox Republic was four five four as well. Um, he writes that um, I appreciate your kind attention as to have this report acknowledged and sent to me uh, sent a QSL card to me um, from Radio Taiwan International. Uh, my receiver is a, a Texan PL six hundred with the telescopic antenna. I thank you and uh, give, wish you the best for the new year 2022. Regards, P.S. Thank you for the 2022 desk calendar plus the face mask. I like it. Thank you very much for your uh, letter. Yes, and you're most welcome. And that's all we have for you for status update. Uh, do let uh, write us more letters. Let us know what you think about our shows. Let us know, you know, how you're doing, you know, over COVID or not, and. Just update us. Mm -hmm. You're welcome to do that, too, with we, letters. We always like hearing from you. That is right. So our address will be PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw, but you can always leave us comments on... On uh, YouTube, on Facebook, and on Twitter. That's you can find right. us at uh, RTI English. Just look for us there on that. these three platforms. Yes. Okay, until next week, I'm Shirley Lin. And I'm Tomasz Koper. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Radio Taiwan International, Taiwan's national broadcaster. We hope you enjoyed our programs. You can catch all of our latest news, audio, and video features on our website at en.rti.org.tw. Again, go to our website, en.rti.org.tw, for engaging news, videos, and programs about Taiwan. If you'd like to hang out on social media, RTI is there too. Our Facebook URL is Radio Taiwan International. And you can watch our engaging video features, including the weekly news magazine program, Taiwan Insider, on our YouTube channel, RTI English. Again, our YouTube channel is RTI English. For those who enjoy the Twitter sphere, our handle for Taiwan Insider is at Taiwan Insider. For RTI English, it's at Radio Taiwan underscore ENG. And if you'd like to enjoy us on your smartphone, just download our app, RTI to go. That's one of the best ways to enjoy all our news, videos, and programs. That's RTI to go. If you're a shortwave listener, we have two channels in Asia. For South Asia, tune into 6100 kilohertz from 1600 to 1700 UTC. To Southeast Asia, you can hear us on 15320 kilohertz from 0300 to 0400 UTC. We would love to know what you think of our programs. Email us at english at rti.org.tw. Thank you again for tuning in to Radio Taiwan International. Music